This is Alex Massa, and you're listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Bob Nolly. Yes, they are. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Ladies and gentlemen, you have found your way back. It's Alex and me. It is Alex and I. It's Alex and me. Welcome to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. How are you? Hey, we had a great we had a great conversation last time about leadership development in a big company. But I want to I want to turn my head a little bit <coughs> and cough. No, I just want to turn my head and <laughs> and start and start uh, thinking about startups again. Because when we talk about startups and entrepreneurs, we talk lots of times about having the vision and putting the pieces of the puzzle to make it happen. But once you get it launched, what do you need in your toolbox then after your post revenue, when you're launched, what do you need then? What are the skills then to be successful? And, uh, I found, I found a piece, an unattributed piece in, uh, ink that, uh, has the 12 essential uh, traits of successful startup leaders. And let's go through those today, all right? All right. All right, you kick it off. You go. Start with the first one. All right. So Matt Peters talks about flexibility, um, and it just says that no plan survives contact without the enemy. So basically the enemy being, you know, breaking your your plan. You know, you have to be able to – kind of alter your your business plan, especially as a leader of a startup. Um, and that's what, you know, this is going to focus on is, is startup, um, startup characteristics. Um, so basically, if you, you know, get angry or stressed or insulted um, by kind of uh, throwing a wrench in the, in the game, you know, it's not that y- you're less of a leader, but the emotion that you withhold or display is really what's going to kind of make or break company morale. That's right. And there we go. Let's check that one off because that's part of the emotional intelligence uh, mantra again. So flexibility is good and don't let the emotions of a leader crush. Uh, Number two, humility. I tell the story many times about how on a thread somewhere, somebody said, what do you think is the most important leadership skill? And everybody's saying things like drive and intelligence and all those things. And I said, humility, and it locked up the whole thread you know, all of a sudden I drove the whole thing into the ditch. But whenever a company fails, it's your fault is the leader when the team fails. <laughs> but if the company succeeds, it's the team's fault. That means it's to their credit to succeed. And, you know, your team is not a group that's there to make you feel good directly. They're not trying to stroke your ego. If you are running a company, you would serve yourself well to treat your employees as if they were your customers. And at least in some way, your number one priority every day would be to serve their needs, not yours, theirs. So we have flexibility and humility. What's next? Focus. So, you know, if you uh, get off track, uh, or you invest, start to invest your time uh, and energy in, you know, other 
other tasks. You you may want to um, try to attend every uh, important factor within the the company, and it's it's not really that you can you can't spread yourself that thin. You have to focus on what really matters. So that focus, you know, uh, you put your time and your energy towards the things that are going to propel the company rather than kind of all of the other uh, company happenings. Yeah, focus is a big thing. Daniel Goldman in his book on leadership talks about focus. So once again, that's number three, three out of three so far, tied to your emotional intelligence. <laughs> Next, Doug Ben of the Ben Law Group talks about decisiveness. The most successful startup leaders recognize they don't have the time to get all the facts. Let me tell you, early in my career, that was that was me because I was always going, do I have to decide yet? Do I have to decide yet? No, not yet. Data collect, data collect, data collect. That is that is a tough place to be. You just need to gather the information you need to make sound decisions. Well, why? So you can keep the company moving forward. You're a startup. You're not a Fortune 100 firm that has this huge multi-billion dollar project that you want to make sure you have all the data. Keep the company moving forward. Yes, yes, of course, at some point, you'll make a wrong decision, but you will learn something from it. And making that wrong decision and learning something from it is much better than being locked up and frozen, and not moving forward. Decisiveness. What do you got? Stick to itness, which is not a actual word. Um, sure, three but, hyphens. You can hyphenate any word in the creation. <laughs> okay, stick to itness. What's that? Right. So it's just a willingness to kind of um, work through the difficult, not so fun times of a startup um you know there's going to be quarters where you're drastically hemorrhaging money there's going to be loss and growth and and you know that kind of yo-yo um that a new business uh, always you know delightfully provides so impressive entrepreneurs are kind of willing to put in that sweat uh even if other people don't see the eye to eye with the the vision the mission um or you know just the way the the company's inner workings are. Um, So they kind of work through the different parts of their startup uh, and, you know, learn every single uh, nook and cranny, the good and the bad and the ugly, Um, rather than trying to rush through it, dissect it, and, uh, you know, put it back together in a way that works. Russell Comer at XLHelp.com talks about vision, and he thinks that vision is the most important trait for a startup leader. Uh, you know, vision for any leader, you, you have to have that vision at some point. But the ultimate test is is making sure you could sell that dream so that the people around you could believe in that vision. That may not be their vision, but they could believe in your vision, uh, whether it's a vision quest or, or just a, a big strategy. And if you could deliver a consistent, motivating message with an energy that is constant and seems indefatigable, indefatigable, you'll help others live that passion too. So Russell Comer, good things on vision. Hey, we're halfway through. That's number six. So, so far we have flexibility, humility, 
focus, decisiveness, stick to itness. I love that. Three hyphens. Vision. What do you got? I really like this one. Paranoid confidence. So it's basically uh, Derek. Um, uh, I'm not even going to butcher his last name. I believe it's Flans Reich. Reich, maybe. Um, That's very of good. Greatest. Oh, yeah, you know, I said it with a little bit of an accent, so maybe I wouldn't offend anybody, but, I'm, you know, who knows? I'm terribly uh, sorry for much butchering your name, Derek. Uh, but he basically says that the best entrepreneurs develop a healthy balance of paranoia and confidence, which is really uh, tickles me because I think that that is kind of on the nose. That's exactly um, what I would say. You have to be fearful and you have to be hyper aware, which is what makes up paranoia. Um, so you're, you're kind of vigil- vigilant while uh, seeing out um, the vision of your, of your startup. John Harthorne at Mass Challenge says ownership is important. He says great leaders, whatever industry they're in, don't let circumstances control their pursuit of the goal to make an impact. If you're a leader with ownership, you see yourself as the arbiters of their own success. And anything that happens externally are within your control. Maybe not be true, but that's the way you look at it. So if something sets you back, you persevere and you take ownership of that circumstance. This centers around the whole conversation of what I say is the difference between responsibility and accountability. I can assign you responsibility, but only you Make yourself accountable for whatever the circumstances are. And that's what John's saying here about ownership. You own those circumstances, whether you're responsible for them or not. Absolutely. Number nine. Uh, Positivity with Aaron Pittman of API Domain Investments. Um, You know, a positive mindset mindset defines a great leader. Um, but you know, not everyone kind of buys into that, uh, that completely positive, uh, bulletproof mindset. Um, you can't really make it as an entrepreneur if you don't kind of, uh, see the losses as, um, a lesson. Uh, you know, you're constantly going to have that ebb and and flow of, uh, trial error ups and downs. And so if you don't have, um, somebody at the helm of your organization that, really sees the light at the end of the tunnel and kind of sees, um, you know, failures as, as a lesson learned, then you're not going to succeed at overall as a company. Peter Nguyen says number 10 is salesmanship. Now, everybody that listens to this show that is just tired of all of these workplace hints and tips and qualities and leadership golf sales we talk about, you know, this is for you, salesmanship. You have to have the ability to network and sell. Yes, it does mean sell. Sell to your end customer, whether you're a B2B or B2C. But you're always selling and you're always networking. And that includes selling your employees on your vision. It includes selling investors to invest in you. Selling your networking partners to partner with you. His advice, go out and read How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's that important. (laughs) It's that important. Number 10, salesmanship. All right. So Charles Bogoian 
of Kanai Sports uh, says that self-awareness is something that the best leaders possess. Um, and, you know, they know their strengths and they understand their weaknesses and that a, a, a startup leader specifically uh, has to be confident enough and honest enough with themselves uh, to ensure growth. So when, when you know your weaknesses, it really helps you to identify um, how to stack your team. Self-awareness, there it is. There's another emotional intelligence flag right there. Self-awareness. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? And finally, this from Brendis Mangus at Hamity. He says, the ability to listen. <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise as we tag the communication skill here. It's completely underrated. In most business environments, it's completely underrated. You're so prone to action, to making decisions. And it's the world, the, whatever market you're in is going to be at sometimes so, so hyper-competitive. The person that speaks first is usually the one heard. Or if, if not the first, the whoever is talking the loudest will be the one that gets heard. But right. what, can you can just draw a breath and wait to hear the feedback and internalizing what you're hearing, you'll make a better leader. People will want to work with you more. They'll want to buy with you more. They'll want to help you make a better decision. For one thing, your employees will appreciate that you care about what they're working on and what they have to say. What a fresh outlook. All right, back to the top. Flexibility, humility, focus, decisiveness, stick-to-it-ness, vision. <laughs> Paranoid confidence, ownership, positivity, salesmanship, self-awareness. Which one sticks out for you? Um, I'm going to go with the paranoid confidence. I love that one. I'm still sticking with humility. Absolutely. Hmm? I stepped right on you. Go ahead. Oh, you're going to go with humility. I understand that. I do. I think that a hyper, hyper aware, um, sense of your business is something that not many people have. They uh, are enabled to um, take a step back and see it from the consumer's point of view um, rather than from their corporate, uh, you know, culture. So I do think that that is, um, is incredibly important because that we, you know, every day we see those things going terribly, terribly wrong because people are stepping in the direction of, um, you know, money and uh, kind of success rather than the long the long game, which is going to be how people uh, perceive your company and what it does. I think that's great. Hey, thank you so much for pulling this together. You made the suggestion, uh, you know, about a week or so ago that let's loop back, let's get out of the topic that we were on because we were talking about project management for a while. And let's mm -hmm. talk more about the startups. And this has been great. And we're going to do this for a little bit longer too. I think yeah, I think it's, um, you know, in 2015, we're seeing more and more startups, more and more entrepreneurs um, kind of taking that extra step towards these very successful, um, you know, startups that they, they they break the mold of small business and, and entrepreneurship in a lot of ways. So to focus in on them, I think is incredibly important because it's only going to uh, start to evolve faster as the time goes by. You're absolutely right. Once again, thanks for this. And uh, let's get together and do this again soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this again soon. All right. All right. See you next time.
Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Okay, folks, it's time to pay the bills. Here's what I want you to do. Go to the website, labradorleadership.com, and pick up the secret. The secret to making your life better through one key leadership skill. Look forward to seeing you there. And folks, take care of each other.